up, y'all? It's your girl, Jay Renee. I'm here with the Plus Nation Party, and this is your news this wonderful Friday, okay? Activism across America. I hope that y'all are doing well. I hope that y'all have had a good week, okay? It's been a very interesting week for me. Um, if you've been here with me before, I welcome you back. If you're brand new, I welcome you too. Please be sure to add me, okay? My ticker's on the bottom, and of course, you want to add uh, Plus Nation, if you don't have us, we're here every Friday doing activism across the nation. So let's get right into it. As I was saying, I hope you had a good week. My week has been a long one. Um, if you've been here before, you know that I'm a big advocate on self-care. It's very important, even for me. Uh, the one that, you know, spews it the most, we got to make sure that we take care of ourselves. It's very important. Okay. If you're not okay, uh, those that you love that, you know, love you won't be okay. It's like a ripple effect. So you never feel bad to take some time to take care of yourself. Take a deep breath. Stand back. Uh, take a little mini vacation. It could be a day. It could be an hour. A week. You know, whatever you need. Just make sure that y'all are doing your you know, your self-care, okay? So, let's get into the show this evening. We have a lot of things to talk about. Um, you're going to hear me saying a phone number um, often. And what this phone number is going to be used for is it will give you the ability to reach out and find out more information about things that you might want to get involved in, okay? And all you'll have to do is text the name or um, whatever subject I give you, and then you'll get information through your okay so hopefully that'll be something that works for everybody and we can help get people involved that might want to you know reach out in a real way so the first thing that we're going to talk about is of course you know the police that's what i talk about a lot and we got some video clips about some prisons and things like that but let's talk about um some crimes against the citizens when it comes to the police so i'm from Wilmington, Delaware, you know, I always bring them up. And there's still some things there that have happened and need justice, okay? The the people of Delaware definitely deserve justice and especially the families for those that have been infect, um, affected. Um, so Wilmington police, we still need justice for a few things. So Yahim Harris, um, what happened in Yahim's case is when the police confronting him confronted him for a crime they felt that he committed, he ran. Okay. And as he was running, he was shot in the back. Now, what's particularly upsetting about this is Yahim was not armed and he later was cleared of all of his crimes. Okay. Or all of the things that they um, tried to charge him with. He was never charged because he was innocent. Okay. The thing about this case that is particularly disturbing is again, police officers have been caught lying importance of body cams and things like that. So in this particular incident, they shot Yahim in the back and then they tried to frame him and say that he was armed. How did they do this? They tried to take a cell phone and place it near him because after he was shot, he continued to run a little bit until he no longer could. You know, he sustained some major injuries to his upper body. Okay. Um, so when this officer tried to plant this weapon, it was called on closed circuit television from one of the businesses around there that he was trying to plant this evidence. So what he 
what he attempted to do is say, well, I thought it was a weapon and it's a black cell phone. So, you know, oh, okay, that might make sense. You know, um, probable cause is a, is a reason why a lot of these officers get away with their crimes and some are exonerated. Um, so we're still trying to get justice for Yaheem. If you want to be um, involved in this, to 914-655-4993. That's 914-655-4993. And you're just going to take Harris, okay? Um, his mother also has a program in Wilmington, Justice for Injustice. That is something that is trying to help others that have had things happen against them. So that's something you definitely want to look up. Same phone number if you want to learn more about Justice for Injustice. Text number 914-655-4993. Three. So, and the thing about that officer in, in that particular incident is that was not this officer or one of the officers involved first time shooting an, in, uh, an innocent or unarmed person. Um, it's a growing trend in Wilmington that it's not even a growing trend. It's a trend that has been, it seems, since the conception of people that are unarmed, innocent, being killed by police, man. And there is no there's no, no, nothing happens to them and they keep doing it. That's why officers end up with more than one killed. So um, I'm going to also show a clip after that why that why that is. It's a thing called Leobor. Uh Delaware is one of the last states that have it, but there are a few that are. I apologize for not having that information. The next time I come, I'm going to talk more about Leobor and I'll have that for you. All right. So another incident is Jeremy McDowell. Okay, 2015, he was murdered by police. Um, not only that, they attempted to frame him, okay, but came and showed that this was an issue. Outside footage was now getting body cams. Um, they haven't had them in the past, and they have been running rampant with it and getting away with crimes. Excuse me, I feel like I got a sneeze. It's trying to come. Oh, it's right there. Okay. Um, but yeah, with Yaheen. He was a robbery victim. He needed help. He had been shot. He had been robbed and, and pretty much left for dead. When somebody shoots you, that's that's what they're trying to do, you know? Bullets kill people, you know? So uh, someone heard the shot nearby. A call ended up being made. But unfortunately, in this call, the caller had misinformation, gave misinformation. And when the police came on the scene, they expected a certain type of hostile environment. But it was quickly seen that it wasn't a hostile environment. There's cell phone footage of that. Um, I'm not going to play that because I need to his his family before I do that, okay? But moving along. So it's quickly seen that, okay, this is not going on. This this, you can see his hands. He's sitting there. He's not combative. He's not screaming. He's not doing nothing. He's just sitting there. The police come and they start screaming at him and he backs in to see his hands, you know, and you can see his hands. And the, the scene is secure. The officers that get their first secure the scene. So there's an officer. They named him Shotgun Joe. That was his nickname. Says a lot, right? Shotgun Joe. His name is Joseph Deleuze. He comes on the scene from way across town. He, he's not even on the beat. Nobody asked him to come. No one invited him, none of that. He took his self over there. 
unprompted, jumped out of his vehicle, grabbed his shotgun, and started to proceed towards Jeremy. Now, when he's crossing up on Jeremy, there's nothing but space and opportunity. There's no walls. There's no no vehicles. There's no anything that's blocking anything. He's just coming across, you know, like a crazy person. So he's he runs up on the scene and he says, show me your hands. Give me your hands. And then he shoots Jeremy in the neck. He murdered Jeremy in the street. Moments later, you hear other officers firing into Jeremy as well. I don't understand why it's unprompted. It makes no sense. No sense. Nobody was charged with anything. The only thing that came from that is the, the main perpetrator, Joseph, the loose shotgun Joe, could no longer carry a firearm. That's all that happened. And then. In that case, the district was a case. Like, I mean, obviously there was a case. Let's fast forward. So they said that um, they said that Jeremy was armed, and that's what they wrote in their police report. Supposedly took some pictures that took forever and a day to even get back after the family had to apply pressure for things that should have came to them with no problem at all, with a right to have and see. Okay, that's another issue. So they lied. Cell phone footage come out and shows what really happened. Okay. At no time is there a weapon in Jeremy's hand. And no hostile. At no time does he do anything but sit because he's bound to a wheelchair. That's all he was doing. He needed assistance. He had been shot. Right? So they take crime scene photos and if you've seen the cell phone footage, which they attempted to scrub from the internet and just recently got put out once the family had to stay on them to get it, right? You can see that it's clearly staged. Now, in the video of the cell phone footage, you can see Jeremy is by a car, but he is seven to 10 feet away from me. It's over there. Jeremy, Jeremy's here to call over there. You know what I mean? In these photos, oh, excuse me, let me back up. So after they murdered him, he fell from his chair and he fell in front of his chair and his chair didn't move. Okay, that was that is the crime scene. When a crime scene is when that when everything stops, you touch nothing and you take pictures and videos. That's what that is, right? So that was their crime scene. These pictures that they put out showed that not only did they move this move things around. But they staged it. His wheelchair was now right up close to the vehicle. When the cell phone footage showed that it didn't move. If they would have taken true to form pictures, it would have never been by that vehicle. So they moved it there. How dishonest, right? This is why they need to be body cams on every officer across the, across the country, for real. Because they can't be trusted unless they're watched. And that's not our fault as people. And you shouldn't be or feel bad for asking for that. Like people, humans do things every day that's bad. And the police are not exempt from it. So we have to make sure that we're staying vigilant on the things that they do. And get them to have some accountability for what they're doing. You know what I mean? So they stage this and then they put a weapon there. 
all around the entire case is corrupt and his family is still seeking justice. All right. Then you got Lyman Moses. January 2021, the police murdered him. I'd about it. Again, but see, they have body cams. The body cams is what told the story because the officers lied. Now, officers don't tell lies. You will hope, right? I want to have a hope that 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 all officers don't lie. It's, it can't be, right? But there's some that do. So cameras for all, cameras everywhere. Okay. So they lied. They said that that Mr. Moses tried to run them over with his vehicle because in Newcastle County, I'm not sure if it's all across Delaware, please excuse me for not knowing that, but I know in that particular area, officers are not allowed to shoot into fleeing vehicles. They're not allowed to do that, right? They did it anyway, and then they say, I fear for, we feared for our lives. And they murdered him. Look at the body cam footage. No, he didn't. Not at all. You can actually see him avoiding them purposely, so purposely that you can't deny is that what he was doing. There is to be, excuse me, let me close this little window. It's supposed to be a demonstration and, and a few demonstrations to continue to fight for justice for him. And not only him, for the, for the rest of those that are affected in Wilmington and in Delaware. And this is just a few men. Like they have shot so many people there and get away with it. It's outrageous. And and I never understood why, because accountability is a big thing. And that's one of the problems all across the nation is there's not enough accountability. So people are just doing what they want. And we have to we have to force them to do the right thing, man. You know what they say by any means necessary. So I want to show you this clip. Now, Leobor is in Delaware, and it's a few other states. Most of the states have gotten rid of it, but they still have it. And Leobor is the reason why these officers seem to not be being punished. So I want you to watch this clip that's going to tell you a little bit more about it, and hopefully the way she explains it, it helps you to understand. The problem is Leobor. Anytime we're looking at justice, we have to understand that the Law Enforcement Officer Bill of Rights affords officers way more privileges than any other citizen. This is the reason why repealing is the only way we'll ever get justice, even with these amendments, because the problem is they're only going to do is get civilian review boards, you're going to get retired cops to police cops. So, for example, what happens is even if they break a rule, their records, their disciplinary records, are, are, are sealed. So you have no way of getting a hold of this, their sealed records. When their statute of right or wrong, so you shoot into a moving vehicle, we know that that's against the rules. What we don't know is, what is the penalty for doing X, Y, and Z? And the penalties for civil violations do not translate to criminal charges. Okay? So in Delaware, for this up to deadly force, up to... It was a subjective standard, meaning, do I think that I'm in trouble? Yeah. Okay. So what we recently passed, SB 147 or 148, made it an objective standard. 
But the problem is, are these laws retroactive? And the answer to them is most likely no. If it's not in there that it's retroactive, that means that anything that's happened prior to this point, it does not apply to. So when we're asking for these justice, and we're asking for these amendments, when we're asking to repeal Leopold, when people are telling you, oh, if we do the X, Y, and Z, just come here, da, 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 we need to ask them, will this apply retroactively? Because if it doesn't apply retroactively, literally you're reading this on Dog and Pony Show. Because you can say, oh, we're going to pass Leopold, even if they pass it in January. Will it apply to January when he was killed? Will it apply to when Yaheen Harris? Will, will it apply to, to Bam? Will it apply to their cases? Because if it doesn't apply to their cases, then it does us no good. So that's the part that people understand. If any lawyer, anybody, you trying to get justice and they don't mention Leobor as a pathway to justice, then they're leading you on a wild goose chase. All you're going to end up with is a check. Because that's what civil violations lead to. Checks, you civil lawsuits. They don't translate to criminal charges. So that's just a little insight on Leobor. Um, my next show, I'm definitely going to talk more about it. I'll be more well-versed so I can share with you. Anytime I learn something that's important for us and the thing that we're trying to do as um, activists and those that want to be involved, I'm going to make sure I share with you. All right, so I want to talk about some corruption that's going on uh, in these prisons, okay? Also known as behind the G-Wall, also known as the penal system. Did you know penal means punishment? That's another show. I'll probably talk about that next show. Words is everything, yo. Words are everything. And when it comes to people that's incarcerated, you need to call them incarcerated or formerly incarcerated. We need to let go of these words, felons, inmate, offender, uh, all of those words, get rid of them because they mess with your psyche. And that's purposeful. So we need to try to, to get away from those words. It might take a little practice, but you can do it, I promise. All right, so let's talk about Buckingham Correctional. That's in VA, okay? There's a revolutionary there, a brother that goes by the name Chaka Chakur, okay? He's being abused and he's being harassed at this facility. And this is something that has been happening for years because he's a revolutionary. And not only is he a revolutionary, he's building them and he's sharing uh, to others what's going on so they can stand up for themselves and, and be led into a good path. So we need your help for this, okay? This is called a phone zap. A phone zap, an email zap, that's something that you do when there's something urgent going on and you need to hit up everybody that's involved that can do something about it. That's what you want to do. You want to email or call these numbers or do both, okay? So this is the first one here. You want to make sure you hit them up, and there should be another one that looks like this that has some different numbers on it. Okay. If you um if you can't write these down fast enough, go ahead and screenshot them, or you can text nine one four six five five four nine nine three. That's nine one four six five five four nine nine three. You text it, and you text SS. That stands for Shaka Shakur. Um, also with him, he's on a hunger strike right now. Okay. He is on his third day of his hunger strike. We want to send up, you know, blessings and love his way. He writes, man, these things that are happening in these prisons are absolutely ridiculous. Okay. And that's just one case that's going on. Okay. 
Brother Rashid, he needs our help again as well. Okay, he's a political prisoner and he's also a revolutionary. And we need you. He's been transferred again. Okay, this time he's in Southern Ohio. He has none of his materials. That's something else that they like to do. They like to take everything from you. They like to break people's minds who are behind these walls. How can you be trying to break somebody's mind when uh, when the system is supposed to be to rehabilitate, right? So why would you break someone's mind that you're trying to rehabilitate and then put them back into the atmosphere and not expect some type of, I don't know how to say the word, it's like with cynicism or something, I'm going to get that word down, but expect them to not have issues. That's why it's really the penal system. Like I said, that's another show, but I got to, I got okay, these are the people that you need to contact. You can email, you can call, if you can do both of them, all right? Also, you can definitely text 914-655-4993 and just put Rashid, okay? And I'll send you information on that directly to your phone. Alexander Correctional. Alexander, I don't know. I always want to say that wrong. It's so interesting, that word. Alexander Correctional in North Carolina, all right? They are retaliating against anybody that is, is talking about the injustices that's going on. Going on there. Shine White, he's a white panther. They stay putting him in the hole without telling him why. They restrict his calls, they restrict his mail and correspondence and things like that. Um, and they're also, um, they currently still have them on 23 and 1 lockdown. So when the pandemic hit, they changed up the, you know, how they house them a little bit and how long they stay housed, trying to control, you know, the threat. But now they're still on that. And there's no, there's nothing there. Everybody's fine. Everybody's clean. And then once they do get out of their, their rooms, they only get an hour out after being locked up for 23. And then they take them to another place to sit down. They don't even want them to move around, walk around, exercise, move your body. To, to stay in that stiff position can cause arthritis. It can cause all types of problems. Like who wants to do that? And we have to remember, even though that these people are incarcerated, it doesn't mean that that gives humanity and gives the rest of us the right to be inhumane to them. You need to keep your humanity. It's saying things like, oh, they shouldn't have gotten locked up. They shouldn't have did this. They shouldn't do that. Whether that be true or not, what does that have to do with your humanity? Inhumane conditions just ain't it. That's just, it just ain't it. Okay. okay. If you want information, that's 914 655 4993. All right, so we want another phone zap. So, <clears throat> tuberculosis outbreak. This is happening in um, Alabama. We're asking for transparency. It's definitely an outbreak. We need to know what's going on in there. If we, we have to, we have to keep an eye on them. We must police the police and the, the prison system is part of the police. So y'all can definitely reach out to this man, okay? Hit them up. Let them know you want to know what's going on. Let them know that there's people watching so they can't just sweep things under the rug. You know what number I'm about to say, right? 914-655-4993. If you want to know more about that, you want to put T-U-V. You're just going to text it, all right? Um, let's see here. Also in Alabama, the conditions have been exposed in some prisons down there. Um, absolutely unhealthy. Absolutely inhumane, absolutely terrible. Okay, we have inmates that are sleeping on the floor because they don't have beds. Okay, it's it is inhumane. The 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 things that 
is going on there is absolutely outrageous. Okay, um, something else that has been happening there that many of y'all may not know about is prisoners are dying. Prisoners are getting severely beat. Okay, and we have a clip about that as well that someone put together to talk and express more about that. So go ahead and let that show. Absolutely ridiculous. And, and um, you know, there's so many things wrong here. First of all, for a facility, these prisons, especially private prisons, get a fair but for every uh, incarcerated person that they have, right? So for these prisons to look like this means somebody's stealing. So not only are they being inhumane, they still in as well. Excuse me. We have um, a caller that's calling in tonight. Give me a moment. Let me square that away. But yeah, so somebody's that they're they're still in. You ever man? You ever heard scratch a lie? Scratch a lie, find a thief. They lying. They not getting the proper healthcare. I could say that about all of them, not and not even know all of them. That's an issue. They don't want to give people medications and all type of stuff, man. Absolutely ridiculous. So let's talk about where. Where is uh, a facility that's in Georgia? Okay. Another riot has broke out and it seems to be almost on spot uh, for a year since that one and this one happened. I got a statement that I want to read to you guys. entry and one life flighted. Earlier today, another prison riot out of Ware State Prison has taken place. A couple of officers are injured and at least one life flighted out. This is the second one on the anniversary month of the one last August where other officers and inmates, excuse me, I read inmates, where other officers and incarcerated individuals were injured. When will help arrive? What will help at this point, is the community safe? And then the, the citizens talk about 
how they feel unsafe. So why do they feel unsafe? A riot broke out, but um, I can't tell you why they feel unsafe. It's because the facility is understaffed and is unsecure. It's no telling what's going on there. Um, I can only imagine. We have some footage, though, that was caught about some things that is happening to show exactly what's going on behind those walls because they tell us anything and they take money. They take millions and billions of dollars, right? And they're not doing what they're, they're supposed to be doing with it. And it's definitely a problem, but I want y'all to watch this clip right quick. So this right here is um, to show you how it's just unsecure. And you can see, also see that it's, it's not really taken good care of as far as maintenance-wise. Unsecure door. This door is supposed to be secure. Unsecure. They'll notice you don't see staff either. Like if a door, if doors break, locks break, fine. If you're waiting to get money to fix that door, someone should be manning that door. That's how security works. So where's this money going? Oh, I might have cut. Well, there was some other footage for that same video that showed um, a guard station that was unmanned. Where they at? Where they at, though? Like, I really want to know, where are they? And where's the money that's paying somebody to be there? There was another unsecured door. As you can look at the, at the facility, you can see it's not in the best shape. So I can imagine what some other parts of it look like. People need to get involved and figure out what is going on. Because for too long, there has been this, this buildup and barrier that's been created between those that end up incarcerated and those that are not here. We see I have a message that says the 13th Amendment says incarcerated are slaves. Exactly. So because they are seen as slaves, is that why people feel like it's okay to treat them inhumanely? Where is your humanity? When will help arrive? Why are so many comrades waiting for help to arrive? Be that help and depend on self first. Well, they're asking for help because they deserve it. As human beings, when you see other humans that are not okay, you should care about that. And when someone cries out, like that almost hurt my feelings. That made me want to cry. When somebody needs help, you should help them. That's why they ask it. If you needed help, would you not ask? Would you not want? It's not as if people are paying attention and helping these people on their own. This is why these crimes continue to happen against them. 
That's why they're calling out for help. So will you help or not? That's a better question to ask yourself than to ask why they're asking for help. Moving along. I want to talk about some corruption cases, okay? Leon Benson. He's serving time for a crime that he didn't commit. Excuse me for not having a tissue. I had to use a good old t-shirt on him. So, Leon Benson, he's serving time for a crime he didn't commit, right? So, have people that I wanted to testify that he's not the one that committed this crime. However, it seems like no one is cares about that. So he definitely needs our assistance if you are interested in learning more about that and want to be able to reach out to help. Y'all know the number. It's 914-655-4993. It's 914-655-4993. Leon Benson, okay? Um, another brother that we have that's behind the these walls, he's been locked up for almost 30 years. His name is Kwame T. Okay, he is an author, but he's also an advocate for, you know, great things out here outside of these walls. He was committed for a crime that he didn't commit. Uh, not only did the evidence make no sense, there's lots of different things in this case that was an issue. Um, it was a breach of uh, privacy. And as well as that, the evidence just didn't make sense. And they lost his court minutes and they recreated the minutes. And when they recreated the minutes, it was shown that they didn't even have everything there. So there's lots of different layers to that case that needs assistance. So if you want to reach out and help uh, Mr. T, you can find out more about that. 914-655-4993. And then we have uh, Robert Green. Not only is he um, incarcerated for a crime that he didn't commit, he was also shot by the police and shot to the point where he is bound to a wheelchair and he is paralyzed from the neck down or the chest down, excuse me. If you would like Mr. Green, you can definitely reach out to me at 914-655-4993 and you want to text RG. All right, so we have our incoming call from our guest tonight, Mr. Prentice Pond, another brother that has been incarcerated, and he is innocent of what they have charged him with. So let's have a talk with him. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very well. Thanks for um, calling with us. Can you hear me, bro? Yes, ma'am. All right, thanks for calling in. So, um, I wanna I wanna introduce you. I've I've talked about you before, but I'm glad that you're here so we can talk with you more in depth. Your name is Princess Ponds. You also go by Eugene's Ponds on Facebook, and you are currently incarcerated for something that you didn't do, and you have proof for that as well. So, can you give the people um? 
a short introduction to who you are and and where you're housed currently? Yes. Um, currently housed in, and I'm currently doing Life Plus 25 for robbery and insurance fraud. And neither, nor, I never committed a crime. All I did was basically defend myself in my home when an irate insurance investigator came to my home and decided he wanted to assault me. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Um, let's let's back up a little bit. So you have been uh, incarcerated and you reintegrated and had you a home and a vehicle and, and a job and all of that stuff, correct? Yes, ma'am. I was working seven days a week. I mean, six days a week, 13 hour days for the past seven years, 10 months that I was out. And I was a supervisor on my job, had a home, taking care of my family, doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, everything that has happened to me has came to my house. Um, I never, you know, I wasn't anywhere where I felt like I shouldn't have been. Right. So I know that, okay, so somebody had backed into your vehicle and you do the things that people do. You, you put in a claim for it. You know, I've had, I've had uh, accidents before and that's what you, you do. You put your claim in and they do the paperwork and they send out an adjuster. So this particular adjuster came to your home and that's the one that they're saying that the crimes were against, correct? That was the what? The adjuster that came to your home, the insurance adjuster? Yes, ma'am. Is that the one that assaulted you? Yes, ma'am, but he wasn't actually an adjuster. He didn't an adjuster to my home. He just sent an investigator. Okay. So tell us um, tell us a little more about what happened when he came into your home. Well, he, he came. We set an appointment to come to my house. Uh, we go inside. We sit at the table. He goes through his you know, usual routine. Uh, we're si I'm sitting there talking to him, and after a while, he goes to hand me a picture, wants me to sign a picture, and I look at the picture, and then he goes to get another picture, but in the process of him getting the second picture, he puts out a piece of paper that had my face on it. So then I asked him, I was like, well, hey, can I see that piece of paper right there since it had my face on it? And he was like, look, what, piece of, what are you talking about? I said, that one right there, and pointed to it. And then he says, well, you know, I'm an investigator, right? And I said, yeah. So he hands me the paper, and when I keep looking at the paper, something in my head is just telling me something right. So I say, check this out. At this present moment in time, I feel like I need my attorney. I appreciate it if you leave my house. He right. stands up. Hello? Yes, I'm here. I go to the go back to reading the paper, he rushes into me. He, he rushes into me and I fall against the back of my couch. And then when I came my balance, I push him off me. And when I push him off me and I go to say something again, but now he's back in my face and that's when I defended myself. Because at that point, I didn't know what he was going to do. Because you must assault me. But right. once I pushed you off, you still had an opportunity to leave, but you didn't come back toward me. And right. that's when I hit him three times and he went down. Right. And I, at, at that point, you know, once he was, or he couldn't, he was defenseless, I called the police. The police came, they show up, they take a report, they take a report for, uh, 
assault and battery. Both of us said that one assault the other. They leave my house. I go back to work. And then two and a half months later, they arrest me talking about robbery. I was like, I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to plead out to none of this stuff y'all talking about. That's why I said jail for 63 days and they dismissed the case. Right. And then six and a half months later, they refiled, but then they added target kidnapping. I was like, kidnapping? Right. What is this? Right. So, you know, they continue to stack charges to make it look like I actually did something. So, with time, I'm not taking two years' time served. I denied taking the two years' time served because they was going to keep it a felony, a felony robbery, and then uh, revoke my 17 years on paper. Well, that's right. a life sentence to me, too. Not to mention right. a day or an hour in jail. It's a life sentence to me when I'm innocent, and I'm not going for it. Right. Right. So I know that when this man attacked you, I know you was like, what on earth is going on? Exactly. Yeah, especially in your own home. So when they're when they're talking with you, I know that you wanted to make sure that he stays secure until you called the police. Like, yo, you know, you know, is yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, because I told me it's like I just want to leave. I said, Well, with me being on parole, my thinking is I'm already on parole. Right. So I have to protect myself just as well as he has to protect himself. So I said, well, no, you can't leave until the police come because I don't want you to go down the street and tell a different story than what needs to be told here with me. Because I already know if I wouldn't have called the police, we would, they would be like, well, if you didn't do nothing, Chris, how come you didn't call the police? Right. Well, I called the police and I'm still in prison doing a life of 25 for a crime that I've never committed. That is absolutely outrageous. So we had just showed a picture um, of the the man drinking water. I know that you told me that you got him yes, some water. You know, yes, it's not like it was no type of uh, outrageous or hostage or even hostile, uh, you know, situation. I don't know how many people would have been if someone water being hostile towards them. So we're showing exactly. this picture right here of him of him drinking water. Now, when it comes to the things they were talking about, as far as him, of you stealing from him, you know, I, yes, I, I noticed that by his feet, he has a bag and some papers and a few other yes, items. So what were they trying to say that you, you took from him or, or, or stole? Well, they're trying to say that I took that exact stuff you see on the ground by his feet because he testified at trial and said the angel would have but then he tells the people that during the fight, Mr. Pons took my file and my paperwork. And the whole time I tell my lawyer then, I was like, man, that guy's lying. I never took anything from him. But what he didn't know is I had took those pictures of him standing in my kitchen, in the water, and with his stuff right there by his feet. Because after I had called the police, I called my cousin Sean in D.C. And he was right. like, hey, get off the phone with me, take pictures, everything right. you got to help, just so you'll have some evidence if you need it. So I'm glad that he told me that because of pictures, then I wouldn't have never had any proof of showing that I never took anything. And with him lying, telling the story that he told, he was actually telling the truth that, hey, here's my stuff right here. Right. They didn't know that those, they don't even know the pictures exist. Wow. But the state don't want, my, my lawyer tried to file a motion for a new trial 
after I got convicted because I ended up getting the pictures. And then the judge basically told me, because I didn't practice due diligence and getting them sick. These lawyers be giving some bad information, man. Some bad information. So so what is your next move that you have to do? Like how can oh, I, how can we support you or you know what are you doing? Let us know everything, bro. Well, my thing now is I'm fighting I'm my lawyer's filing a habeas corpus habeas corpus appeal. And he should be through with that by the nineteenth of this month. And and I have to to see what the courts is going to say. My habeas corpus petition to either grant me a new trial or just overturn the conviction completely. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that I'm not getting passed over like I've been getting passed over right. in previous appeals. Right. Okay. Well, we definitely support you, bro. Um, let us know how people can get in contact with you or with your, you know, pages or things like that so they know how to support you and what you need and to help keep up with you. One more, uh, you can always message my daughter on my Facebook page because she looks at it regularly. It's Eugene Farm. Uh, you can get in touch with the National Plus Coalition, uh, FAIR, um, Taylor's voice, those are the ones that are helping me, you know, with my road to freedom to right. make sure that, you know, I don't get railroaded. I don't keep getting at this time. It doesn't happen. My deal is I have all the facts. That's what the state never convicted me of any facts. But I have all the facts proving my innocence. I just need to get it out there so people can see the injustice that's going on in these courts. Because when you're sitting, sentencing innocent people to prison, and then I have the facts to prove that I'm innocent, then something is wrong with the judicial system. Yes, 100%, bro. I agree with you. There's definitely something wrong with the system. Okay, you. I want you to know that you're not alone, that there are people out here that are fighting on your behalf, and we're going to definitely try our best to make sure that your story is out there. You know, um, we're going to make sure um, hopefully I can get my team to put out there where your petition is exactly pretty easy for people to find. Someone has a question, evidence of exoneration too late. I missed it. It says, thank God Princess had sent me the pics immediately. I was able to find them and send them to him, although the court subsequently said he submitted too late evidence exoneration too late exactly it just goes to show you know how broken the system is i don't care how many years i don't care how many months i don't care how many minutes pass if someone can prove their innocence they shouldn't be so that's that goes to say show that some type of laws need to be changed um, Brando, I know that um, we're not going to have you too much longer. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Listen, I, I, I just want to touch on that one point. They say that I submitted them too late. Well, this is my thing. Before I got sentenced, you have a right to file a motion for a new trial before you even get your sentence. My right. lawyer just did that. The judge just turned a blind eye to it. He 
told me because I uh, uh, didn't practice due diligence. I don't know what the definition of due diligence is for her, but due diligence to me is if you keep fighting to figure, to keep fighting to figure something out, that means that you're practicing due diligence. He could have easily told her court reporter to go back in the record and read the man's statement and look at those pictures because she didn't want to do her job. Now, wow. I'm stuck in prison doing life in 25 for a crime I did commit and for people who don't want to do their job. That's absolutely ridiculous, bro. But it's my fault because I'm trying to introduce some pictures that prove that I'm innocent. But you keep on saying because it's a technicality. It's, a te it's never a technicality when it comes to a person's freedom. It exactly. comes to a person's life. Because they have messed up a lot of lives by putting me in prison when I had did anything. I did what anybody, any regular citizen would have did. Yes. I definitely support that 100%, bro. You, def you did nothing wrong. You did all the right things. You came home. You got on your, you, you got your home, a vehicle, working hard. You know, something happened with your vehicle. You did what you're supposed to do. There's a lot of people that, it, that do all types of things. You did the right thing. You called and tried to get it fixed. And I, and I honestly feel like because of your past, that they were biased against you. You there, bro? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Yeah, I think that they were biased against you, you know, and I mean, those that are listening and watching, that they pretty much railroaded you. And I'm and I'm yes, I'm sorry for that. I'm, I'm very apologetic, but we're gonna work hard for you. Hopefully, we can find um, more people. That will, you know, go to change.org for your petition to to sign, to advocate, and do things like that. Yes, I appreciate it. And, and that's all I'm asking for is just real boots on the ground, people that's gonna get behind the innocent. Have to say anything. Mm -hmm. I can give everybody my paperwork, and they can read the man's testimony, then they can look at the facts. Right. I know you sent it to me. I'm I'm so grateful that that your people's told you to take those pictures. Yes, they always said pictures a, a picture is worth a thousand words. You know, you definitely deserve your freedom. You should have never been incarcerated. And we're gonna work. We're gonna work our best to to try to assist you, bro. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. I thank everybody for sure. I'm gonna speak with you again soon. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Y'all have a good night, and I appreciate it. All right. We appreciate you. Have a good night, bro. That's just one case out of thousands, out of hundreds of thousands and more of when the system isn't doing the right thing, when the system fails. This man was living a normal life, trying to live his part of the American dream. And because he was formerly incarcerated and the prejudices that come with that, I believe they escalated this situation and then they treated this man this way. And then when you look at the evidence that he has that they won't allow him to submit, how can you not submit evidence that can, can help exonerate people or save people's lives? That's absolutely to remember. 
the thing we have to remember that I think we forget is people get jobs sometimes, but that doesn't mean that they are upholding what that job says. Just because the, the job that they get means they should have integrity, compassion, and humanity, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't mean that they really exhibit that. Doesn't mean that they're straight. There are corrupt judges. There are corrupt senators. There are corrupt presidents. Depending on who you have systems, anywhere human beings can be, there can be corruption. We have to not think that, oh, this person is a police officer. They would never do the wrong thing. This person is a judge. They would never do the wrong thing. They will. They will, and they have. History shows you that. I want you to remember that the wrong people can get the right job sometimes. Something else I want people to remember is, okay, we are all humans first. Activists, the reason why I do what I do is because we care about humanity. We cannot use our humanity. And unfortunately, one of the things that happens when it comes to people that are incarcerated or have run-ins with the law, it's a dehumanizing process. That's why your people can so easily say, oh, if you, oh, he shouldn't have went to prison. Oh, they hung all day. There's a place where they're serving spoiled food. There's a place where, you know, rat feces is on the lunch trays. That's not right. That's 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 that never we should not lose our humanity. We have to keep our humanity. That's what keeps the world. Can you imagine if everyone lost their humanity? What type of world that we would live in? Can you imagine those apocalyptic things we see on TV? Did you know that uh, a lot of the programs that exist is because at one time when the Great Depression was happening, people was losing their humanity. It was like, if they can't live, let them die. The president had to say, nah, that's not how we're going to do that. Now, imagine if we had had a president that was like, yeah, let them die. It'd be a different world. It'd be a different America. And America's got enough issues already. We can't lose our humanity, man. That's what separates us from the animals. Even animals you know how many of different species helping each other i seen this one clip i know you're like geez that's gripping i'm I'm just trying to i'm letting y'all in my brain a little bit and just trying to you know just put something out there that i think needs to be heard but anyway let me hurry up it was a bird it was like drowning in some water right and it was like uh maybe a gorilla was watching the bird he watched the word bird for a little bit then he went over there and he took the bird out the water let them sit on the side, right? Ain't try to hurt it. And this gorilla benefited nothing from helping this bird, period. He helped the bird. Bird dried off and flew away, man. The animals can do it. They animals, right? They're supposed to be animalistic. They, they say that to describe something that, that is deprived of, of certain human emotions. So how much more as humans can we not care about other humans just because they're humans? You know what I mean? Um, why we're here, man. Our hearts bring us here. Our minds keep us here. We got to keep our minds clear, take care of ourselves so we can fight, you know, another day. There's a lot of injustice that's going on. 
and um, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Make sure you pace yourself. Don't get involved in things that you're not going to do the long haul for. You don't want to just show up and disappear on people. And that could be a lot of pressure, right? That's why you got to pace yourself. Pace yourself. Remember, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Pace yourself. Keep doing the good work. Do it from your heart. Take care of yourself. Spread the word. Do your part. You know, if you can be boots on ground, have your boots on ground. If you're better at writing, if you are good at talking to people on the phone and and make sure that, you know, you can tell you, you know, you're good with those words, make those phone calls and those emails. If you're not good at any of that, but you don't mind sharing, share the stuff, get the word out there. Tell one person, they might tell two, they might tell one, they might tell three, and it and it builds. How we are going to combat against the things that are going on is we have to share the information. People have to know. If you look at these, a lot of high profile cases, some of them are older, but nobody knew about them. Not enough in our numbers. That's why we have to unify. That's one of the things that Plus Nation does that I really appreciate is they want to bring all the positive leaders uniting, right, to come together and 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 fight for a better world, for a world that has more justice and, and liberty and justice for all. That's what it say, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So what am I going to talk about next week? If you didn't know, I'm going to start being here every Friday, right? Isn't that awesome? Yes, I need a break. If I need a break, I want y'all to love that. Say, okay, sis, need a break. You know what I mean? But I plan to be here every Friday, always trying to put my best foot forward and bring y'all information, new information that you might need to know. So I talked about Leobor tonight. Leobor is something that I'm going to do more um, research on. And then I'm going to make sure that I... Um, uh, okay. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Somebody gave me some love. I love love. You see my earrings, right? Say love on it. Love, man. What they say, love conquers everything. Love is stronger than pride. Love, man. There's a one. There was a time once in life I, I almost lost my ability to love because I, I was so angry. That's what that keeps our heart into the fight, but. Next week, I'm going to talk Le about Leobor. I'm going to do more research. I'm going to present that to y'all. And we got to get rid of it. I don't know all the details, but I'm going to get to the meat and potatoes. I'm going to make sure I share it with y'all. What I do know is it needs to go. There's very few states that have it left. But the ones that do have it, my home state of Delaware, it's got to go. So we're going to learn more about that. Hopefully, we can come together and maybe make that a more active thing that we get rid of Leobor. It's your girl, Jay Renee. Make sure that you add me. Make sure that you add Plus Nation. I hope that you learned something tonight. And don't forget to be with your heart and keep your mind. It's your girl, Jay Renee. Y'all have a good night. Peace.